Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. Welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. Let's go ahead and dive right into Hour 2. The head coach of the Stuart Kramer Football Storm, Ben McMillan. Coach, welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thanks again, Brian. Uh, as always, it's great to be on with you again. We uh, appreciate you having me on again. Well, it's, it's great having you on. It's even greater when the technology works. Corky Franks, you certainly figured it out. Kudos to you. I can't believe that that works out. So great job there. All right, Coach, let's let's dive into this because this caught my attention on social media. This is what I'd like to lead with because you can confirm this. Last night, social media, Kings Mountain Junior Varsity team falls to a Stuart Kramer Storm Junior Varsity team in JV action from last night. Your thoughts? Um, we, we've we've known we've had a really good group of, of young guys of ninth graders, and uh, they they've been getting better each week, and uh, really put it together last night with a great win over Kings Mountain. Kings Mountain's got a really good JV team, and uh, but our guys came out and uh, and played really really well. Uh, these young guys are getting better each and every week, and um, uh, it's a, it's a really good young group that, that we've had, and, and we knew we've had, and. We've had some close games with those guys early on, but they have gotten really be- a lot better over the past couple of weeks. And um, it's it's really exciting for the future uh, to see what these guys can do. But they had a great win last night. Those guys really played well. Well, now, this this opens up a com- – when I start – when I got here this morning, I wasn't necessarily thinking that this would be the line of questioning. But when I saw this, this definitely became something of note. When you're practicing throughout the course of the day – are you weaving the junior varsity players in with the varsity players? Or are you keeping those two groups isolated from one another? How does that typically work on a practice day? Um, usually uh, we, we kind of do it all together. Um, our, our coaches are all together for the most part. There are times when our varsity and JVs are separate. Um, you know, Mondays is more of a film day and a walkthrough day for our varsity, but our JVs got, guys get out there and practice. But Tuesdays all together. 
uh, we, we all practice together and we coach them together. Uh, and because uh, we want, uh, you know, our varsity, our, var- uh, our coaches, knowing our JV kids, and we want the JV kids have opportunity, you know, if they're good enough to play varsity, uh, if they're better, you know, than those kids. And uh, so we kind of do it all together. So that way the JVs are prepared, you know, if they need to move up and play on varsity on, on Friday nights, they know what's going on. Uh, the coaches know them, and they know the coaches and that type of stuff. And so uh, they get to compete event against the varsity kids too uh, at times. And, um, you know, so we are together a good bit. Uh, and then we have a lot of those guys that, that do the, the eight-quarter, which is, you know, they'll play uh, play JV and dress for, for games on Friday nights. Uh, and some of those guys have come in. They've contributed uh, a little bit here and there. And so um, we have a really good good young group of guys. Okay. So how many are actually on the JV roster at this point, Ben McMillan? Uh, we've got about 50 JV kids. Um, we've, like I said, this year our numbers have been as good as they've ever been. We've, uh, we were close to 100 kids when the season started. Now, you know, back, back now to about 90 kids. Uh, but, but we've got about 50 of those guys on, on the JV squad. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask the obvious question because in today's microwave society, this is always what it adds up to. Well, well Coach, um, you, got, you got these JV guys that are obviously playing well, and, and, and they won a game last night against Kings Mountain, who's obviously a very good program. Why aren't you just rushing all those JV guys up to varsity? It would obviously make your club better. Help dispel why that's not necessarily the case. Well, uh, you know, like I said, most of these these guys, those JV kids, are ninth graders, um, and so they've come in and they've gotten better throughout the season. And that is going to be, uh, you know, a question moving forward. Obviously, is are they going to help us out on varsity? And some of those guys are. We believe that. And so, um, you know, that's going to be a, a different uh, question. There's going to be some competition with those guys moving forward. But um, you know, part of it too is kind of keeping that group together, letting them have some success uh, at, at going forward. You know, so you know they can, uh, so they can, uh, you know, learn from each other, uh, play together, uh, and, and see what this group can do. Uh, but we're very excited about this this young group. Well, and 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 so and and I'll kind of follow up with this. It's one thing to have success at the middle school level. For instance, last night, Stanley Middle School. Southwest Middle School had really good years this year, and there were some other middle schools that had some great years. But that doesn't necessarily translate to the best player on a middle school roster is automatically going to walk in his freshman year to a high school team and be the best player in the entire program at the high school level. That hardly ever happens. So being able to have success against the ninth graders, well, that's one thing, and it's certainly laudable. But that doesn't necessarily translate to going up against 17- and 18-year-old guys that have been there for some time, and that's automatically going to translate into success. That's why you're taking the gradual approach, I would imagine, with these youngsters. Yeah, it takes some time. You know, there, there, there's an, a, a difference between varsity and JV. You know, if, if football is very different from other sports. You know, um, those guys kind of got to get their time in. It's a, it's a different speed. Uh, on the varsity level, you've got guys that have been in the weight room for four years on that varsity level. Uh, and then you got kids that come, you know, just coming from middle school. So, um, like I said, these these ninth graders have improved tremendously over the over the you know the the six seven weeks of the season here, uh, and, and they're going to be pushing some of these guys, you know, at the varsity level too. But 
um, they, they are they're a good group and they're getting better uh, and it's exciting uh, to see that for the for the future and uh, that was a really big win for our program last night over, over Kings Mountain who's really good I think their JVs had only lost one game uh, to Shelby which was a close one at the beginning of the season so that was a big win for our, our program last night. Ben McMillan here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I do want to ask this question. As you get closer and closer to the end of the regular season, will there be some of those junior varsity players or some of those eight-quarter guys that you're talking about that might see expanded roles in the final few weeks of the regular season? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There definitely will be um, some of those eight-quarter guys who have played uh, some, some, some time already in our previous games. Uh, but there will be, uh, probably, yeah, definitely some of those guys given the opportunity uh, to see what they can do on the next level. All right. So obviously this week you've got Kings mountain on the varsity side. Now I, I, I do want to cover this because the last that I had checked, there was only two games in this area that were going to be played on Thursday night. It's a little unusual for the junior varsity to play on Wednesday night. Did you guys move the Kings Mountain game to Thursday this week? Uh, yes, that was the uh, Kings Mountain. You know, they're they're hosting the game, so right. everyone's moved it up, and so we had to move up our JV game also. Okay, so the, the JV game was at home last night. You're playing at Kings Mountain, which – Refresh my memory, Coach. Is that a natural surface or is that artificial? They have artificial. They have turf. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I thought that I had remembered that, but it wasn't entirely sure. So with a shorter week, what are some of the issues that you have to compress in the course of a, effectively a four-day work week that includes game night as opposed to the usual five-day week? Yeah, just uh, it shortened some things down. Uh, you know, uh, if it was earlier in the season, it would be a little more difficult, you know, but I think later on in the season, guys kind of have a good idea of what's going on. And, uh, you know, there's a few things that, that we add weekly that, you know, we'd like to have a couple more days to practice. Uh, but, you know, the other team doesn't get to practice me either. They get one less day too. So um, that's what I told our guys that, you know, we get one less day, but so do they. Uh, so we got to be ready uh, no matter what. Okay, Ben McMillan here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, let me let me ask this question because ultimately this is going to become something that in the final weekend of the regular season is going to be an issue. It, it seems, it seems that Crest and Kings Mountain are on a collision course with each other to the tail end of the season. You've seen Kings Mountain on film. You've seen Crest in person and on film they seem to be very different clubs. What are some of the most profound differences in your perspective as to how they go about their business? Yeah, well, both both those teams are really good. Um, they have some really good athletes on, on both sides of the ball. Um, Crest, their offense is, is just – they're unreal. Uh, they're very good offensively. And, and Kings Mountain is very good defensively. Uh, so I think that's going to be a, a very good, very good game uh, come down to the wire. Uh, with those guys at the end of the season, uh, that'll be an exciting game for both those teams. Yes, I mean it. It really is. I mean, I, I I'm intrigued 
from just the, the media side of this, the, the talking head side of this, we get to live in that kind of world. That's going to be a very intriguing matchup when it, in fact, comes down. Now, from your perspective, what are some of the things that your team is going to be focused on this week as you take on this very solid Kings Mountain football team that put together what I thought was a really good defensive effort against South Point last weekend? Yeah, that's, like I said, they're a really good defensive team. And so, uh, like we, we've tried to every week, uh, is, is just execute. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell my guys today, I, I'd like to see what our team can do uh, if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, uh, if we can take care of the football, if we can execute our plays, uh, if we can, you know, be in the right position coverage-wise defensively or, you know, uh, be in position to make plays and make those tackles when, when those are, are, are right in front of us. I love to see us uh, what we could do uh, when we do that. Uh, if we if we don't beat ourselves, I love to see how we can play and what type of team we can be. Um, so that has gotten us, you know, uh, especially in the past couple games for sure. The past two weeks, uh, we've had some fumbles, we've had some missed coverages, uh, we've had some plays that you know uh, it, it boils down to us. And if our guys are going to go out there and execute and, and make the plays that are there for them on the field, I love to see what we could do when we do that. Coach, we'll have an opportunity in a couple weeks to have one final conversation with you as it relates to the regular season. But as you start to reflect on what this season has been like, what are some of the keys that you're going to share with your, with your players, with these guys, that they're going to carry with them, not just through the rest of this academic year, but for particularly those seniors who may not get another opportunity to put on the pads and play high school football again and may never get a chance to play at the college level. What are some of the, the lessons, some of the things that you're trying to impart on those guys with the remaining few weeks that you've got of this regular season? Yeah, well, I, I think I, I, I might have told you every time I've talked to you that we have a really good group of young men. Um, these guys show up every day. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they're, they're coachable. Um, they do the right thing. You know, we don't have to, to beg them to get out there and practice and work hard. You know, they, they, they come out and do it. And so I know these guys are going to they're gonna go, go on to do great things in life. Uh, they're going to go to college, get their degrees. They're going to go uh, be successful at their jobs. They're going to be great husbands and fathers. Uh, I know they're going to do that. And so um, very uh, proud of these guys and, and the way they fun with it. And most importantly, of how they've rallied around a teammate who's gone through a difficult time. Um, they've really, really shown that and really supported him uh, and, and done that. And so uh, that's something they'll take with them that, you know, this is bigger than football. Uh, it's bigger than wins and losses. And um, I, I think a lot of guys uh, have, have kind of learned from that and understood that through through this whole process. Uh, but we're also looking to finish this thing out strong uh, and to finish, you know, with some wins at the end of the season, which I believe we can do and uh, uh, look forward to doing well, you'll have an opportunity tonight on the road against Kings Mountain. Then you'll be taking on North Gaston next week in Dallas, and then you'll wrap up the regular season schedule with a home game against Forest View coming up. Coach, I did want to ask you, because I failed to do so the last time, can you give us an update on Jacob? Yeah, uh, again, Jacob is doing really well. Um, overall, things are going great for him, uh, but – He's still having to go through the treatments and the, and the chemo and that type of stuff or whatever. And so that's kind of taking his toll on, on him. 
Uh, it's kind of zapping his energy a lot of times. And, you know, he's not quite that energetic guy as he always is. Uh, but we know that he's going to get through this thing. But uh, things are going, I think, better than planned for him. And so just uh, ask to keep him in your prayers. Um, keep praying for him. He's going to get through this thing, but he he he's doing well. Uh, so far, it's gone good. But like I said, those treatments are just, you know, kind of taking its toll on him. Uh, but like I said, just keep him in, in, in your prayers and, and keep him in your thoughts, and, and uh, he's going to make it through this thing. Well, Coach, of course, let him know that we're thinking about him here, praying for him here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. And then, of course, give give your best to the guys because – those guys keep plugging away. They keep fighting each and every week, and, and we're certainly pulling for them. So, Coach, thank you for your time this morning, and we'll definitely catch up with you here in just a couple weeks ahead of that Forest View matchup as you wrap up the regular season. All right. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it. You got it. When we come back on the other side of the break, folks, we'll talk about the pick six. We'll give you our picks ahead of an 840 conversation with Sharika Montgomery. All that as we continue on. The Rush Hour Morning Show this Thursday morning. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell 
Hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Let's get after it. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. They've been winning in their field. Located locally in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting. Well, they're hiring right now. You want to be a winner? Join them. They're needing site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation, holiday pay, insurance, 401k, the whole nine. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check them out online at rebelscontracting.com or give them a call, 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Rebels Contracting Services, a proud partner of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Give them a call at 704-864-2000. Brian Rush and Corky Franks here with you on this Thursday morning. You know something? Um, what was that? I don't know. It sounded like somebody else coming in the studio. Was it? Okay. <laughs> it's It's been a weird day. Yeah. Well, and, and this... Started off hot. Well, and, and stupid me. Um, I wake up this morning, okay, and I'm doing my routine, doing some video, watching some film, things like that. And I get this, I feel like the stabbing pain in my side. It's not your appendix burst, was it? Well, it, it, it wasn't. But I'm like, I can, like, I felt it this morning here in the studio. I'm like, what is going on? So I leave the studio to freshen up, come back, and guess what I realize? What's that? There is a pen. That got inside my shirt and was stabbing me That's in funny. the side, and I'm like, "Well, Shaking that explains yourself. that. That explains that. I don't have to go to the doctor now, so that's good." Um, yeah. So, pick six. Yeah. Let's get right into it. We're still waiting for Joe Hughes. Okay. We'll get his a little bit later on today. We won't be able to unveil his pick six on this show, but we'll get it. Anything split? Well, I don't know yet because I don't know yours. Um, I will say this from everything that I have seen. The only thing that's really split right now is the North Carolina-Miami football game at the college level. And I could see that. Yeah. I think it's a one point. I think Tar Heels are favored by a point. Really? Yeah. And they're at home. Yeah. Well, usually that carries three points by itself. Yeah. Favored by one. Well, I mean, look, the best case scenario for Carolina is for Miami to be in a position where they go in the victory position and they decide to run a play instead and fumble and lose the game. (laughs) So if you're Carolina, you really hope you're down a point going into that final possession. So 
just a bizarre circumstance. I still have no idea what in the world Miami was thinking in that regard. I still so. have a game I haven't picked yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to guess which one? I'm thinking North Gaston Huss. Coach Rothwell, you listening? Coach, you listening? Give me some, give me some energy, Coach. I want to pick you again. Give me some energy. Send something. Put your hand on the radio, Coach. Like them old fake preachers used to do back in the day. <laughs> give me some. Okay. I need a new Cadillac. The jet. <laughs> I got three jets. Can I get another Easy one? Now. I need some more money. Easy. Okay. All right. So yeah, fake preacher. I see. Here, here's what we got: Austin, Brandon, Richard Walker. Here's what we have. All right. The East Gaston game against Burns. I might change my number. Okay. And I and I want to make sure I I want to make sure I've got this right because I I, I just want to make sure I've got this right. So I'm I'm gonna go. Check my phone here. I just changed mine. Just changed mine. I, I bumped the total up. I went up seven points. Okay. Okay. Went up to All 63. All right. Okay. So, these three are in unison with one another. Burns is going to win. Now, the variety of points in this one is all over the place. All right. Okay. Austin Robinson has Burns winning 58 points, the tiebreaker total, because this is the tiebreaker game. Yep. Brandon Strupp burns 44 points. Hmm. See, I think we could have one team score 44. Burns is going to score 42 at least. Okay. All right. That's that's where I'm getting at. Richard Walker. Now, this, this sounds pretty solid. Burns, point total, 66. Okay. Okay. So, they're in unison. North Gaston Huss, they are in unison. Huss will win. Ashbrook South Point, in unison. South Point will win, all three of them. All right. North Carolina State Duke, Austin Robinson, North Carolina State. Of course. Brandon Strupp, Duke. All right. Richard Walker, North Carolina State. I'm just reporting what I've been told. Obviously, those guys have ties to North Carolina State. It makes complete sense why they would do that. Okay? So, there it is. Miami, North Carolina. Austin Robinson. In typical fashion, Miami. Yeah. He ain't picking, for, he ain't picking the Tar Heels. Ain't happening. Brandon Strupp, North Carolina. All right. Richard Walker, North Carolina. Richard Walker has no problem having a measure of objectivity when it comes to the Tar Heels. All right. The extra point. Well, I gotta go. I gotta go to the Hurricane or the the Dolphins and the Panthers. They all have the Dolphins winning, obviously. But there's an inside to this as well. If the Panthers lose by 14 or more, uh-huh. or more than 14 is what I should say. They are banished. Banned. From the pick six. They will go on a year-long probation. Good. You can pick them as the extra point, but we will no longer cover oh, their oh, game in the pick six. Oh, you can pick them as the extra point for getting beat. That's Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, not for winning. That's entirely what if, – if, if that's your objective, that's fine. But if they lose by more than 14 this Sunday against the Dolphins, we are banning them 
from the pick six for the remainder of the year. They will not be part of it. They will be on probation. So there's a little – basically the rush hour version of the I quit match. Yeah. Okay? All right. All right? So Austin Robinson, Kings Mountain is his extra point over Stuart Kramer. Brandon, North Lincoln over Fred T. Ford. That's his extra point. He's all over them Lincoln in schools, isn't he? Richard Walker, uh, for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Richard Walker, he is pretty much our Lincoln County correspondent. Yeah. Richard Walker, Kings Mountain over Kramer. That's his extra point. So, comes to you and I. Yep. Corky Franks. I, look, I, I got goosebumps. Coach is sending it to me. I can feel it. Okay. I can feel it. Okay. It might be because it's cold in here. Could be. <laughs> and and now, now Brad put his clothes and, back yeah, on, by he, the way. He, yes. Yeah, he couldn't hang in there with me. He did a pretty good job. Corky Franks? Yep. Burns East Gaston. Burns, 63. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? So, Is that what you got? Son of a gun. I thought. You know what I thought you was going to say? What? I thought you were going to say, son. No, that look you had. Well, you looked up at me. Whoa, hey, hey! Well, you just said you switched it. You you added a touchdown. I did. I had fifty six. I told you that it's on record. Go back and listen to the show, like everybody else has been doing. Obviously, you see the numbers. I listened. Yeah. Yes, I I heard you. Okay. That's what was part of the the anxiety, and you said sixty three. Cool crap. My bad. Okay, it's cool. I'm gonna beat you anyway. All right. By the way, you're the one that's been playing it safe, not me. I'll go out on a limb. I'll take a chance. I look. I wouldn't call forty-one and eight playing it safe. I would call that being shrewd. Okay. I would say that being exactly. Well, that's. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-nine and ten. We've picked the same thing except for I picked South Point the last two weeks. To your peril. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to live on that boat. Remember, we talked about the boat. I'll get off. Oh, if I Brian, to. play, play it safe, Brian. Play it safe. I'm not going to play it safe because I'm going to pick North Gaston this week. How about that? Okay. Pick Hunter Huss. Okay. Think I'm scared? So North Gaston. Okay. Pick it with my heart. Over that I do. Huss. That I do have that G said I didn't have. He said I had a black heart. That's what he said. You don't remember that last week I, on the I, show? I I do remember that. You jerk. <laughs> There's my black heart coming back out. South Point winning or losing against Ashbrook. <laughs> they lose this, and I ain't never talking about them again. South Point. Okay. All right. Duke. You got Duke. Yep. Tar Heels. I didn't want to pick them, but I am. Okay. And the Dolphins. Yep. And okay. Ki- and Kings All Mountain. Right. All right. Am I the only person that picked North Gaston? We don't know yet. Okay. All right. You ain't going to pick them. You ain't – you ain't picking them. You don't have the to make that call. So it's like that. Absolutely, it's like that. Right. Yeah, let me kick back over here in the recliner. Absolutely, it's so like you, that. So you're just going to out me like that on the show? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So I've got one question for you before I get into my picks. Ask it. Okay. More than 14 points the Dolphins win by? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, right. they're out. Is that okay. Coach? Coach texting you? He's listening? No, no. Nothing. All right. Nothing. These compressed weeks are going to make it hard for these coaches to spend some time listening to the show. You know what Coach said last week? He listens every day. I, I know that. I know that. So here we go. 
Let's do it. I've already kind of concealed what's happening with the uh, with the Burns game. Yeah, I've got Burns an- anticlimactic now. And sixty three points. Wah, wah. Go ahead. Fortunately, we have diverted from each other a lot with these picks to where I don't think this one is going to matter as much as it relates to the tiebreaker. South Point will win against Ashbrook. They'll get back to some winning ways, and they'll build some momentum toward what should be a playoff opportunity. North Gaston Huss. Yep. You ain't, you ain't going to do it. Hunter Huss, do it. Hunter Huss is the most enigmatic team in this area. I can't get a read on them. I cannot get a read on them. This South Point a, gave them that game the other week. They didn't I, earn that I win. I get it. I get it. South Point gave them that game. However, they had to do enough to get over the top against South Point. You don't score 31 points on South Point without doing something right. Okay? Even Kings Mountain only scored 28 against South Point. Okay? Now, I know it took overtime. I know they did it in overtime. But Huss has some specialty players that I think can offset some of the specialty players that are there with North Gaston. And I think Huss kind of got a little bit of the of a look into what to do with North Gaston. Because the reality is, is that North Gaston, if they're forced into throwing situations, forced into throwing situations, that's where they've had some slippage. And I think that's where Huss is going to be able to take advantage is forcing North Gasting into some passing situations. I like what Dan Rothwell did opening the game against Crest with the ball down the field and then moving the game down the line. They they controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part against Crest. The problem is they were in positions to where they had to get big chunks of yards because they fell behind, especially after the pick six, and they just <laughs> never recovered. I think that's a problem. Therefore, I'm going with Huss. Go ahead. I told you you wouldn't do it. I'm not scared. Hey, I, I believe in coach. I'm on the bandwagon. Okay. I'm on the bandwagon. Look, look, okay. All right. I might be driving that thing. Coach, Coach, let me sit up front. Okay. Duke, North Carolina State. Yep. North Carolina State. Okay. I'm going with North Carolina State. Good. I'm going to switch my game to Hunter Huss then. <laughs> Getting some ground on this. That's a scoundrel. No, I, I'm, like the, I'm like them cheaters Brad was talking about in golf. I'm so using my handicap. Sandbagging. Yeah, I'm using my handicap okay. now. Okay. <laughs> I'm a plus one. North Carolina, Miami. All right. The opportunity for North Carolina, because one of the things that I've seen about this North Carolina club is people are waiting for North Carolina to take a dive. They're waiting for North Carolina to take a dive. And in my mind, this team is not the same North Carolina club that we've seen before. Look, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? But Mac Brown did say at the Gaston County Sports Hall of Fame this year, this is a club that's headed in the right direction. He's very happy with what he sees on the field. He says that every year. I understand that. I understand that. But this club has a different look to it. This club in previous years would have lost a game to App State that they probably shouldn't have lost. They won it. They've been winning. I think they're going to continue to win because I think this defense has a different look to it this year. I really do. So, therefore, going North Carolina over Miami. Okay? 
I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Panthers. I think they're going to put the Panthers on probation. I think that is going to be something that will open up opportunities for us to cover other teams as we get toward the tail end of this pick six because we're not really sure when this is going to come to a close. we got to start thinking of a drop-dead date, but we're not there just yet. Tar Heels going to be playing in the uh, Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl this <laughs> year. Okay. Then, they, then they will have tailed out of control if that happens. I think this is a club – that's going to take care of business against Miami. The Dolphins will beat the Panthers. My my point after is East Lincoln over St. Stephen's. I forgot my point after Kings Mountain. Oh, you gave it to me. Oh, did I? Okay. My bad. Do, do you listen to the show? Because No, I mean, not really. Okay. Because, yeah, you. I mean, I even wrote it down. Well, You're, my bad. I forgot. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. That beverage got me out of whack here this morning. There's a lot that's gotten <laughs> things out of whack this morning um uh, we got back so, on track you gonna let this guy talk about the uh the golf tournament this weekend we have no not really he didn't gave you his predictions okay since we're in that point of the show let's do that yeah he's finished he's finished second like a half a dozen times i know so brad mulkey is this the year <clears throat> i'm always gonna say it's the year but the high schooler is going to beat him. He he is an um, unbelievable golfer. He's going to Clemson, I believe. Uh, just broke his previous course record at Kramer Mountain. Rich like Wills, sixty. Rich Wills, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a this, sixty. This, yeah, a sixty. And 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 that's not handicapped. Yeah, that's six zero. So smell that, club champions. Yes. So maybe I'll invite him here Friday morning, and you can. You know, take care of him for me, maybe. Hey, no, no, no. We are not scheduling a hit on this show. No, no chance. No, he's a he's a good kid. When did we start doing murder podcasts? <laughs> good grief! Well, you're supposed to pull for me. I can pull for you. I don't have to put a hit out you on need somebody. A, you need a caddy? What time is this going down tomorrow? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Where do I sign up for that? Shirtless. Oh, yeah. a shirtless caddy with his hat on backwards? What time's your tea time tomorrow? Hey, man. 10 hey, Can show, I caddy for you? Hey, sh- yeah. You got to ride for somebody. Show some guts. I know you should be using sandwich here. Go ahead and pull out the eight iron. Let's see you bulk up, Brad. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sign me up for that. I'll have him jacked up, wouldn't Let, I? Let's have a live podcast. Let's oh go with it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, You can man. hear our conversations. We can oh, talk. Can you, oh, that was be, have the button ready. I'd be that, calling him a hacker and all kind of stuff. Oh, that would be that would be like if, if Shane Lowry ever carried the bag for Justin Thomas, that's the kind of heat that that thing would get. What's, me, your, what's your best score out there? At the city? Yeah. Like Top Creek. I've shot 62 there. Um, my lowest at Kramer is a 67 and 67 at, uh, Gaston. Do you know who you're playing with tomorrow? I will be with, uh, Michael Hefner, Ray Grant and Matt Hanks. Um, there's a bunch of other good golfers too. Todd Stafford. Uh, he's been, he's about a hundred. He's been playing that thing forever. He's, hasn't he? he's had an incredible record. Um, Jordan Edgerton, Blake, uh, Holbrook, he just won the club championship. At- Jordan Edgerton, the guy that went to South Point? Yeah. Yes. He's a good golfer. He Hitting hit bombs. Bomb. Really? Can he yes. putt? Yes, because he's finished in the top five several times. Really? I mean, he can play. He can play. It should be yeah. exciting. You Look, you step off the baseball field, you start hitting bombs on the golf course. 
just bombs. So let me tell you a quick caddy story. So I don't want you to do this. Yeah, we got about 30 seconds. All right. So Coach Paceauer, right? He's caddy for me several times. I hit for two straight years. I hit the first ball out of bounds. So we're on the first tee the next year. He says, hey, Brad. Don't hit it out of bounds. That's not good caddy <laughs> etiquette. But I did hit it straight, so that was good coaching. Okay. Coach I wouldn't worry about the etiquette. You need to listen to him. I did. Yeah. I hit it straight. Number one at Municipal yeah. or, or Catawba Creek? At, when it used to be out of bounds on the right, yeah. Yeah. So, I listen down the middle. So. You, you didn't play a advice, six iron or anything? No. you always hit driver. Put it on the green. Yeah. And Okay. I've seen a lot of guys hit driver and go OB, so. Yeah. Not me. Six iron is not going to hurt anybody's feelings, okay? I'm just going to throw that out there because I know that your wedge game is good enough. You can get that up close on number two. Caddy announcing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. Speaking of which, when we come back, the commissioner of the Big South Conference, Sharika Montgomery, coming Best on. Best behavior now. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Guest on your homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to home outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned home outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820. Or email us, rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, 
But we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit, because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Thursday morning. We wrap up our Thursday morning just ahead of Glenn Beck, followed by Clay and Buck and Sean Hannity with the commissioner of the Big South Conference, the recently minted commissioner of the Big South Conference, Sharika Montgomery. Sharika Montgomery, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Good morning, and thank you so much for that warm welcome and definitely look forward to speaking with you this morning. So thank you so much. Well, and, and I want to go ahead and get right to it. You obviously have many, many connections to the Big South Conference, but you were recently named, basically late in the year last year, academically, the commissioner of the Big South Conference. How has the transition been for you as you dive into your first full year as the commissioner of the Big South Conference? Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, it was an absolute honor and pleasure, as you noted. I have had an opportunity to just be a beneficiary of the Big South Conference and just all that we stand for. And oftentimes, as I share our tagline being Big South made, I am definitely Big South made. Um, having an opportunity to compete as a student-athlete at Gardner-Webb University, followed by stepping off a basketball court directly in this conference office for the first seven years of my career, having an opportunity for two academic years um, on Winthrop University's campus, to now have an opportunity to take all of those experiences and serve our membership as the next commissioner is one that's just an absolute honor and a privilege. My first almost five months, um, I've hit the ground running. I've had an opportunity to engage with so many stakeholders, and um, first and foremost, it was our student-athletes, which really having that opportunity to listen, to engage, and to really reacclimate myself with the Big South Conference and get a pulse has really um, aided me. And so I've been very grateful for that with the support, both internally as well as externally through our membership. Sharika Montgomery here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Commissioner Montgomery, the, the question that I wanted to ask is from the jump. I mean, the reality is, is that Kyle Kalander had been the commissioner of the Big South Conference for the better part of, th of three full decades. And, and that's a long time to be involved in one. Brian? Yes, can you hear me? Commissioner Montgomery, can you hear me? Hello, Commissioner Montgomery, can you hear me? Brian? Yes, can you hear me? I can. Okay, all right, good, you're still there. Um, Kyle Kalander, retired after 27 years as commissioner of the Big South Conference, was able to watch this league make a lot of transitions, make a lot of movement forward. As you were handed the baton from Kyle Kalander, what are some of the things initially, right off the jump, that you want to accomplish for this league as we see lots of change going on in NCAA sports? course. I mean, I've shared with our staff, there's probably three what I'll call immediate um, goals that I've been very intentional about. And that's first and foremost, 
elevating the student athlete experience. And that's with every championship, every sport throughout our conference, as well as being able to aid our member institutions when it comes to the holistic experience that our student athletes are having on campus. And so that's first and foremost, providing that supreme opportunity to our student athletes. Obviously, as many know, um, membership. That's something that has been a point of emphasis, um, obviously, throughout the country, but also here, as you noted, we've had some membership change. And so we are actively engaging and making sure that we're in a position um, to not only retain our member institutions, but also being able to attract um, new member institutions that will continue to grow um, the exposure of the Big South Conference. And then lastly, doing just that, making sure that we as a conference office, as well as myself, that we are telling the Big South story and being really bold and intentional about that. Um, this year, we're celebrating 40 years of providing student-athlete experience, and we have a lot to be proud about, and so that's something that's been a very intentional effort um, since my time starting off. So definitely regional as well as national exposure for the Big South Conference, and that's through our multiple partners with ESPN, but while that's also elevating our student-athlete experiences as well. Commissioner Montgomery, the, you, you talk about more exposure, telling the story of the Big South Conference. One of the things that I was certainly intrigued by and, and, and heartened from is the fact that you guys are going to be engaging on Tuesday with Big South Basketball Media Day. That's actually going to be on ESPN+. Plus. That was obviously something that you, Mark Simpson, and all of the brain trust within the Big South Conference decided to take on. How important is it for a Big South Media Day to find its way onto ESPN+, Plus so that it can be viewed and consumed by so many more, uh, by so many more constituencies out there? course. And I think that, once again, goes back to the level of intentionality with being able to tell that story. We're grateful for our partnership with ESPN, having an opportunity to broadcast all of our sports throughout the ESPN Plus digital platform, but also having some that go across our linear packages. But to be able to kick the season off telling our stories from a media day perspective, that just shows the level of commitment that we have here internally as well as to our membership to be able to provide that exposure to everyone when it comes to our, our, our programs. Sharika Montgomery here with us, the commissioner of the Big South Conference on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Uh, commissioner Montgomery, you, you speak of, of membership as being one of the things that you're going to be the most intentional about here in this early going. Do you foresee the NCAA landscape creating a scenario for the Big South Conference to where expansion is a reality and the possibility of more streamlining the other sports around football, or will football always be a situation to where you're going to be having partnership conference affiliations with other leagues? Of course. Well, definitely, I think you know, there, there are several things that come into play when we think about membership, and obviously sports sponsorship is probably one of the most important ones. You know, when it comes to the landscape of NCAA, and you see a lot of the changes going on in some of our Power 5 institutes, or in our Power 5 conferences, as well as um, Group of 5, th those things happen throughout. But I think, as I've shared with our membership, we have to be intentional about our identity and making sure that not only are we focused on quantity, but we're also focused on the quality of institutions and making sure we have that standard of excellence where we're able to attract a member institutions. Going to your point about football, currently um, we have three or four uh, football member institutions in Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb University, as well as two affiliate members, Bryant University. And Robert Morris, and we are in a partnership with the Ohio Valley Conference, and that is something that has served us well in this first year. But I think that is where you see 
commissioners on the national level really being able to work together as we all navigate the landscape that we're currently experiencing. And so I do think that there could continue to be opportunities there, but as we think about moving membership moving forward, we're very intentional about continuing to put ourselves in a position as a conference to have that, um, that full complement of sports from a membership standpoint. Sharika Montgomery here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Commissioner Montgomery, obviously, with the upcoming basketball season, you are going to be engaging in your first crossover year. You're going to have things like soccer wrapping up, volleyball wrapping up, and I've been keeping a very close eye to the volleyball races that are taking place. As you dive into your first crossover season, what are some of the things that you're most encouraged by and what you're seeing from these programs competing? You know, I think first and foremost, when you think about, and you spoke about our Olympic sports, our men's and women's soccer, volleyball, cross country has gotten off to a great start. Just the successful seasons that we've had non-conference that I think has set us up for success and where we are um, today with having a very competitive conference season. So that has been exciting to watch, exciting to see some things unfold. And to your point, you know you're getting close to championship season when you start to hear um, what I call the different um, variations of final placements and things of that nature. And so that is something I'm really excited about. And I actually was having that conversation um, here a week or so ago of making sure I'm able to attend one game versus another. So the crossover season is upon us, but here in the conference office, that really gets us excited because we know that this is our opportunity to really provide those quality championship experiences as things come down to the wire. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned those championship experiences. When you have Upgraded facilities inside the Big South Conference. When you see the Dedman Center up at Radford, Kimmel Arena in Asheville, the new JPB Arena that's going to be taking place, that's going to be starting up this year in Farmville, Virginia. And then you look at the Cubane Center, which will now be the host of the Big South Conference tournament for the next little bit. It really does talk about improvements that are made within the programs. Having the conference championship at the Cubane Center, which is a phenomenal-looking building, and it's going to be a great host for some time to come, what are some of the things that fans are going to be able to see inside the Cubane Center that make you so encouraged about what's transpiring with college basketball for both the men and the women in the Big South Conference? Of course, and I think you just gave a great overview, and I think that's a commitment to our administrators, our, a commitment um, from our uh, CEOs when it comes to investing um, in these various buildings, in these various um, opportunities to provide that quality championship experience. But when you think about um, our time coming up in March of 2024 that we'll be hosting our Men's Women's Basketball Championship in Cobain Centers, our fans will have an opportunity, as well as our student-athletes, to have what I'll call a quality championship experience, both internally and externally. Um, from the video boards, a lot of the LED equipment, things that they're able to do there, we're really excited to kick off our planning effort to ensure those quality experiences are having. But I think it is going to be one that is phenomenal. I think the arena has so many amenities that are really just going to provide um, just a big-time feel for our student-athletes. Um, we're excited to get going and get planning on that and look forward to releasing ticket sales and things of that nature in the coming weeks. 
Well, Commissioner Sharika Montgomery, I want to thank you for your time this morning. I definitely look forward to continuing this relationship with the Rush Hour Morning Show and the Big South Conferences. We definitely want to be a herald for the league in this part of the world, telling the story of the Big South Conference, its member institutions, and really setting a bar for championships so that folks in the Charlotte metro area have an idea of where they can go. So, Commissioner Sharika Montgomery, for those folks that want to find out more about the league, what website can they go to for that? Yes, for individuals that like to follow any of our sports, any of our happenings, we encourage you to go to BigSouthSports.com where you will be able to keep up with all of our happenings, all of our championships and things of that nature coming up. And so encourage you all and look forward to seeing you hopefully at some of our upcoming events. And that's once again, BigSouthSports.com. Well, Commissioner Sharika Montgomery, we thank you so much for being a part of the Rush Hour Morning Show. We will definitely be back in touch real soon as you continue your first year as the commissioner of the Big South Conference. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brian. I look forward to it. Thank right. you. Take care now. And that brings us to the end of our day. Just like that. Just like that. Tomorrow. Action packed today. We'll be talking more about <laughs> the games that transpired this evening. That'll be part of the conversation. We'll talk more about the county amateur tournament that's going to be transpiring tomorrow. Friday ought to be a fun show. We'll also have Richard Walker on for two segments uh -oh. at 8.20 tomorrow. Richard Walker for two segments tomorrow. I'm excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. God bless, everybody. So we thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>